Hello and welcome back to the Nov Pods, hosted by Anesthesia on Air, brought to you by the RCOA. Duncan and I have a two-parter for you this time. This is episode six, Fun Farm. So we will try and cover over these two episodes 18 different drugs that you're going to encounter in your novice period with hopefully some survival tips and some background information on them to help you getting into the flow in your first few days. We're joined by the wonderful Rahul Benjapadier, who is a anaesthetic registrar in South London and runs the Sleep FRCA Viva course and sounds a lot more eloquent than I, so going up against him was quite tricky. But it was still quite fun to produce a game show format to get over some of the information that you need about drugs. As ever, we have links in the bio for further reading, so please check them out and they'll be listed at the end of the episode. So without further ado, enjoy. Welcome, NovPod listeners, to Fun Farm, where we have pitted one of our co-hosts, Owen. He's stepped into the Thunderdome against our friend and colleague, Rahul, in order to have battle of who can talk about drugs the best and thus win the coveted golden ET tube. Yeah, and this will be a two-parter. So first parter is induction IV agents that we will use, so blue, yellow, and red. And then second part will be other common drugs that we use. The schools will be amalgamated and one of us will be walking away with a golden ET tube. I think it's quite important to say this is not exhaustive lists. This is us trying to introduce some key concepts over to you in a bit of a light-hearted manner. This doesn't constitute everything that you need to know about something. This is me and Rahul off the top of our heads going through on a minute of what we can bring up about a drug. Before we get started... We'll go back over what we're going to do for the model answer we want. So you're going to have 60 seconds to talk about the drug and you get a mark for the correct indications and uses, a mark for the appearance of the drug, a mark for the dose we give and also the concentration and dilution if that's a specific facet of this drug that's important to know for the novices, a point for the mechanism of action. You get two points for two pros of the drug and you get two points for naming two cons of the drug. And then there's an extra bonus point if you can speak a fact which has to either be fun or interesting and that is completely subjective as to my whims because you've given me the power to be the referee in this episode. We've also got a steal option, haven't we, Duncan? Yes, absolutely. If you pause, repeat or stumble too many times, we're going to say three strikes and you're out, you will hear this noise and that means the time will stop and your opponent will have the chance to steal from the next category. So if you'd got to as far as the pros and you stumbled there, then they can steal the points for the cons and a fact. Nice. Okay, so well, all I'm to ready, play for. Mate, you, uh, you look a little sweaty in the studio. I'm right? definitely feeling a bit nervous here. Round one, we drew straws before the start of the episode and Rahul will be going first. And we're starting on our lovely induction hypnotic agents. Good luck, mate. I just uh, need to warm up my bun. That's good, it's working for you. Yeah. Rahul. First go to you. You've got 60 seconds. I want you to tell me all about our beloved propofol. Go. Propofol is a commonly used anaesthetic drug which can be used for induction and maintenance of anaesthesia, for sedation in anaesthetic and ICU practice, to obtain the hypertensive response to laryngoscopy. Uh, it comes as 
one or two percent formulation, so 10 milligrams per mil or 20 milligrams per mil in glass ampules stored at room temperature in the drug cupboard. And these are usually drawn up neat to the desired specification. A typical dose in a healthy adult is described as two to three milligrams per kilogram intravenously. However, the dose will vary depending on the desired effect. Its mechanism of action is not completely understood. However, it's thought to be due to potentiation of GABA and glycinergic activity in the nervous system. There are a number of pros of propofol, including effective induction of anesthesia and it's reliable and titratable. It also obtains hypertensive responses and it obtains laryngeal reflexes. Right, that's three hours from there. Time up. So oh. the steel was too late. Oh, no. Unless you've got right. 0.5 of a second to... Okay. I'll take my point five seconds. So we didn't, I knew you would. We didn't quite get to the cons and so effect, but Owen, I'll let you theoretically steal so you will not score any points for this. Well, there, there's, there's an unlimited amount of cons that you can give with it, but I think the main one is that it can decrease your SVR and decrease the effectiveness of your heartbeat, so it can reduce your cardiac output. Another con is you get a pro-excitatory movement that can look a bit like a seizure during an emergence from it. So I'll list those as two cons. You also shouldn't use it for long-term sedation in kids, and you can look that up as to why. Okay. And the fun fact is if you're on an infusion for a long time, your urine can turn green. How fun. Very fun. And it also is, because it is soybean and egg white emulsion, if you leave it around out of the fridge, drawn up for a long time, it can harbor bacteria. So you shouldn't do that. But it can be safely given to people, in theory, with soybean allergies. Very true. We'll go from the top, marking through indications. You mentioned them all. The other, only other one is it can be used in the treatment of status epilepticus. Uh, appearance, you got correct. Dose, correct. And I like the caveat about the, depending on the situation you will alter your dose. Mechanism, correct. Your pros were correct. Cons, we ran out of time. I know it's a late steal. I think the very important con to talk about and to warn patients about is pain on injection. Yeah, yeah Very important to warn patients about, particularly if you're using 2% formulations. Bring it on, mate. That's okay, right. Thanks. What's so, next? Moving on. So, Owen, it's your go. Mm-hmm. I want you to give me 60 seconds on thiopentone. Go. Thiopentone is a barbiturate anaesthetic that is used for rapid sequence induction and can be used as an anaesthetic agent anyway. It's also used to decrease the intracerebral pressure, so it can be used for seizure control and on a neurointensive care unit. It comes as a yellow powder that gets reconstituted into 20 mils of water. So that's 500 milligrams in 20 mils, making 25 milligrams per mil. Usually the dose you give in a healthy person is three to five milligrams per kilogram. Mechanism of action works on chloro channels on GABA and its pros are that it has a short arm brain circulation. It is also has the pro of decreasing the ICP. Cons is that it doesn't do anything with the larynx. It also is a con that it decreases the SVR as well so it can lower the blood pressure. A fun fact is there's a rumor going around that it killed more people at Pearl Harbor than anything else. Actually, there was only five um, increased rate of anaesthetic deaths that were in association with thiopentone, but it was used in quite high concentrations. You went over time with your fact, but I wanted uh, you to finish. It was it, a good fact. It was a good fact, very good fact. Uh, uh, a fact that was then a debunked fact as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, going over the marks, 
indication. I think what you were getting at, sorry, there was it reduces your intracranial pressure and so it has a place in neuroprotection. Yeah. Um, in head injuries. Um, it's the last line on the seizure algorithm yeah. usually. Appearance, you got it all. Dose, you got and the dilution mechanism of action, correct. Your pros were correct. Cons, there is a lot of potential for drug error with thiopentone yeah, when it's I drawn up. That. It looks like antibiotics and there are multiple case reports of people accidentally giving it instead of an antibiotic in the past. Yeah. So always label drugs correctly. As you said, it doesn't suppress laryngeal reflexes and it can also cause laryngospasm when it's given. Cool. All right. And then your fact was very good. Just also to add, it, it can cause severe necrosis if it's given into an arterial line, for example, or if it extravasates through a tissued cannula. Yeah, be careful with thiopentone. One each, back to Rahul, our third induction agent, loved by people around the world, not always for the best reasons. Give me 60 seconds on ketamine. Go. Ketamine is a fencyclidine derivative that can be used for induction of anesthesia, especially in hemorrhage, major trauma and the pre-hospital setting. It can also be used to provide analgesia and sedation for painful procedures. It's normally presented as a clear colourless liquid in glass ampules stored in the CD cupboard so it's locked away in a concentration of 10 milligrams per mil and this is usually presented in a 200 milligram or 500 milligram ampule. The dose will vary depending on the desired effect. However, a typical anaesthetic induction dose of ketamine would be 1 to 2 milligrams per kilogram IV or 4 to 5 milligrams per kilogram IM. Importantly, ketamine acts as a non-competitive NMDA receptor antagonist and it provides dissociative anesthesia and that's just something to bear in mind as it doesn't have a clear endpoint. Pros of ketamine include relative cardiovascular stability as it does not drop systemic vascular resistance and it does not drop heart rate, it can actually increase the heart rate. It also provides analgesia and it can be given IM as well if there's no IV access. Cons include the risk of emergence phenomena, hallucinations and delirium and these are quite unpleasant sensations. And that's time. Let's keep going. Uh, keep going, finish it off. Oh, I'm out of steam. Okay, all right. So cool. other cons that you can get with it is it can actually increase your heart rate and your blood pressure. So if you if you have a patient at risk of decompensating cardiac failure, your indica- indications were good. I think just to re-emphasize, it's also used in severe bronchospasm. And also it can be used as a pre-medication as well, but that's kind of further down the line in your novice careers. Appearance, as you said, and then the, yeah, the, just to highlight the concentration difference, some places have 10 milligrams per mil, some places have 50 milligrams per mil, and some places will have both. So it's always important to double check, and if in doubt, double check with a second person. Mechanism, you got pros, I like them. Cons, very good. I think, yeah, just to highlight cardiac patients, and also it can really increase your se- secretion load. So yeah. be wary got plenty of suctioning at the end of the case and you can also get emergence phenomena hallucinations and dysphoria and the other con is because it's dissociative anesthetic so you need to usually use it with a co-agent such as midazolam so yeah the fun facts Rahul did you have yeah, one that yeah. stores I think it's a fun and interesting fact um ketamine was one of the main drugs used as part of the 
uh, Thai cave dive rescue where a team of expert cave divers essentially rescued uh, an entire football team from a complex network of flooded caves. And the reason they used ketamine was for a few of the reasons we've described, actually. So one is that it could be given without an IV cannula, so they could give it IM. Another pro of ketamine is that it preserves the airway reflexes and it also preserves spontaneous respiration. So it allowed them to provide essentially sedation or anesthesia while keeping these football players breathing. Because it increases the secretion load and causes salivation, they also gave alongside this IM atropine, which I won't talk about too much, but it's just a really fascinating way of how these drugs were used to essentially save these people's lives. Spoiler alert, that will come up in the drug episode part two, and they also put, put them on a CPAP, essentially, mask, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Right. basically, moral of the story is anaesthetists save the day, as we always do. Yeah. So, uh, I'm pretty sure that's basically what the whole film was about. Yeah, you um, just get forward to the anaesthetist exactly. part, didn't you? We're done with our induction agents. Yeah. So, Owen, it's over to you, and we're on to our blue drugs, our opioid buddies. I want you to give me 60 seconds on fentanyl, go. Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid that is used as a suppressant of the hypertensive response to laryngoscopy. So it's a co-agent that could be a co-adjuvant as well. And it can be used as analgesia in the acute or chronic pain setting. It usually comes as a clear colourless solution, 50 micrograms per mil in either a 2 mil or 10 mil container. Its mechanism of action is that it acts on the new opioid receptors, being many of them. Pros is that it is quick onset, so between two to five minutes it can come on, and it is titratable as well, and it is more usable than morphine in renal failure. Cons is that it can suppress the respiratory drive, which is known with some of its recreational use has caused led to deaths. It also is itchy. I don't have a fact about it, apart from the fact it's been to a load of excess deaths in America at the moment. Let's go over the marking. Indications, the extra indications, so sedation on ICU. Okay, yeah. And then also as an adjunct in neuraxial anaesthesia, so spinals and epidurals. Appearance, absolutely. Dose, induction, one to two mites per kilo. Pros were good, mechanism was good, cons were good. It causes itch rather than it is itch. Yeah. Do you have a fact? It's hard to have a good fact. No fun facts about fentanyl. Rahul, on to the next. Give me 60 seconds on morphine. Go. Morphine is an opioid drug used in the treatment of acute and chronic pain in perioperative analgesia and also has indications in treatment of breathlessness and end-of-life care. It can be given via intravenous and oral routes and other routes of administration, but its most common preparation is as a 10 milligram in one mil ampule stored and locked in the CD cupboard and diluted into 10 mils of saline to make a one milligram per mil solution in a 10 mil syringe. And a typical adult dose in anaesthetic practice would be approximately 0.1 milligrams per kilogram for perioperative analgesia. Its mechanism of action is as an agonist of the mu opioid receptor, but it also acts on other opioid receptors. Pros include the fact that it's widely available and familiar and used around the world. It also is effective for acute and severe pain. Cons include the risk of respiratory depression, itch, and the risk of nausea, vomiting, and constipation, and other generic opioid side effects. That's still... Can I be allowed time for my fact? Yes, you yeah, can, you can yeah, add the fact. fact. 
morphine has been used by some quite prominent people. So apparently Florence Nightingale, while she used morphine to treat patients in that context, she also used morphine for her own chronic pain. Very interesting. So let's go through the marking. I'd almost say flawless victory there. Full marks. So indication, appearance, dilution, absolutely correct. And the dose mechanism, pros and cons are good. I think, yeah, a lot of the opioid... Pros and cons are quite similar to each other. I think there are a whole host of opioid cons that you could go into. These are just the ones that we're, we're naming. There's other systems yeah. that you can go into as well. I think also the ones most commonly complained about by patients. So, Owen, the last of our blue buddies we're going to go through. Remy Fentanyl. 60 seconds. Go. Remy Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid that is used as a co-agent in total IV anesthesia. It's also used sedation agent on intensive care. It comes as a powder that is made into a clear colourless solution and its dose and concentration can get quite complicated. So I'm just going to tell you that it usually gets diluted into 50 milligrams or 40, sorry, 50 mils. Hit the button. Have a steel. That's quite annoying. It's quite a complicated thing to get across. I was, I was trying to think whilst I was saying, but that, that's <laughs> the pressure. Okay, the mate. pressure got to you. I'll let you steal yeah. that one. That's well, Remifentanil is a great drug, but it's also it can be very complicated, and I'm sure Rahul will explain to us why. Twenty-four seconds left. Go. Remifentanil can be provided in one milligram, two milligram, or five milligram ampules as powder, and this can be diluted down to an appropriate concentration depending on what your trust uses locally. It's mechanism of action is via a very potent effect on the mu opioid receptors pros are that it is extremely fast acting and fast to wear off and it can be given as a prolonged infusion without increasing the duration of activity and this is known as context insensitive half time cons include the risk of okay okay 24 seconds we got to we got through to the pros well do you have some cons you will get marks for this. One of the main cons is it can cause quite a profound bradycardia and it can cause hypotension. Yep. Other cons, it can cause chest wall rigidity on infusion as well. Yeah. And then there is also a bit of controversy around whether it can cause hyperalgesia postoperatively. We'll, just, we'll put that into the ether. We're not saying yeah. yes or no. Yeah. So a fact of one of the pros that Rahul mentioned is that it wears on and off quickly. It's contact insensitive. That is because it gets broken down via a mechanism that you don't see in morphine, which is renal, or oxycodone, which is liver. It gets broken down by plasma esterases, which means it gets destroyed within about two minutes, which is quite fun. Fun and interesting. There we go. Mark's scheme there. Quickly run over. So Owen, you had indications, appearance... Then the dose concentration, we had Rahul correct it, which was good. And I think it's just important to highlight there is a lot of variation in the use and the dosage and dilution of remifentanil. So it's always important to check what you're using and how you're going to use it. That's something I would have double checked when you start drawing it up. Yeah, absolutely. And if in doubt, always ask again. Mechanism correct, pros, absolutely. And then the cons we've just gone over and the fact. Very good. Awesome. We're now back to Rahul. We're on to our red label drugs on neuromuscular blockers. Rahul, could you give me 60 seconds on rocuronium? Okay. Ready, steady, go. Rocuronium is a non-depolarizing muscle relaxant that is used to achieve tracheal intubation and provides muscle relaxation for surgery. It can also be used for rapid sequence induction in an appropriate dose. It comes as clear colorless fluid presented in glass ampules kept 
at fridge temperature 4 degrees Celsius and is 10 milligrams per mil in concentration and is normally drawn up neat. A typical dose of rocuronium for normal intubation would be 0.6 milligrams per kilogram IV for an adult or 1 to 1.2 milligrams per kilogram for a rapid sequence intubating dose. Its mechanism of action is, as a non-depolarizing neuromuscular blocker is that it competitively antagonizes acetylcholine at the neuromuscular junction and thereby prevents depolarization of muscle fibers. Pros include the fact that it can be given in an RSI dose and achieve rapid tracheal intubation. It can also be reversed very effectively with Sugamidex. Cool. That's time. Ooh, but if you can do for. two cons, I can give you. I'll give you a po- half point. Okay, that's very very charitable. Of you very generous. You're trying to get him to win. I'm doing whatever I see. There's no bias. Best for our listeners' own. Okay. Two cons. So there's a risk of anaphylaxis with rocuronium. Um, Excessive pausing, <laughs> even in his bonus <laughs> round. Okay, fine. I don't think I get any extra points. No, I'll, ta- I'll take his cons though. Okay, fine. For uh, half a point, I would restate that the is a cause of anaphylaxis, and the fact. Okay, you've taken away just, your just half point because you reused his now. Flew too close to the sun there. Yeah, Helios. Helios. No, Helios is the god of the sun. Icarus. 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 Flew too close to the sun there. You did. We can talk about Heliox though, if you'd like. Five minutes. Controversy. Let's go over the marking for that. Indications correct. Appearance correct. The dosing and the concentration correct. Mechanism of action, absolutely correct. Your pros, correct. So the cons is where we fell down a bit. Just to reiterate, anaphylaxis can be caused by rocuronium. Pain on injection again, and that can be quite severe and quite sudden onset. Although ideally we wouldn't be giving it to patients who are yeah. conscious to feel pain. But there can be a, a spinal small re- withdrawal reflex even in a yes. very anaesthetized patient. Yeah, you can get That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah, and it does contribute to critical care acquired weakness. A fact there's actually been a recent MSRA notification about folkadine cough medicine. They're being withdrawn because there's a risk of sensitizing anaphylaxis to rocuronium. That's interesting. So they're being withdrawn, yeah. yeah. We, are, mean, we are aware that something that's interesting for us might not be interesting for you. For yeah, we them. have very sad lives. Over to you, Owen. Our next red drug of choice is atricurium. Mm. You have 60 seconds. Rocuronium's worst-looking sibling. Clinical controversy. 60 seconds, atricurium. Atricurium is a non-depolarizing neuromuscular blockade agent that is used to obtain control of tracheal intubation. It's also used to cause muscle blockade to facilitate surgery and it's used on ITU to have neuromuscular blockade as well, usually for ventilation reasons. It comes as a clear colourless solution that's kept in the fridge at 4 degrees again. 10 milligrams per mil, usually up to 50 milligrams in 5 mils. You will give it a 0.5 milligrams per kilo. Mechanism of action is the same as rocuronium. Pros is that it undergoes Hoffman degradation, so it doesn't build up in renal failure. Another pro is that it can be used reliably. Cons is that it can... Disaster. Oh, what do you mean that was disaster? That was fine. Okay. I think you had a bit of repetition and pausing in there. Okay. Can I steal? Oh, you can steal. The pros, I don't want to hear any pros again. That was that was a car crash of a pro section after the original <laughs> strong star. So you're on cons. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to get some cons across and a fact if you have one. Okay. Ready, 
Go. So cons include the fact that it can't be given in a rapid sequence intubating dose and a risk of anaphylaxis. It also causes histamine release, which can lead to hypotension and bronchospasm. I don't have a fun and interesting fact. Okay, you stole two points for the cons. So that was... I would appeal if there was an appeal process. I mean, uh, the appeal process has been shut down. Let's go over the marking. Owen, you you had a, a strong start, but your indications were correct, even if you did repeat the phrase neuromuscular blockade four times. He was being merciful. To provide optimal intubation conditions of the trachea, critical care, neuromuscular blockade, and also muscle relaxation for surgery. Appearance, you had correct. The dose was correct. Pros is where it kind of all fell down. The fact you have spontaneous breakdown, the Hoffman degradation. That's what I said. I know. So I'm just reiterating. It means that it's good in renal failure. We only have one pro on our mark sheet. That's I will, the main Because pro. there is only one pro, Owen, I'm giving you two points for that. Fair game. Then we had Rahul Steele and the cons, very appropriately, anaphylaxis, histamine release and bronchospasm and hypotension, which isn't at anaphylaxis itself, so it can cause both. There's also no rapid reversal for it. Fact? Anyone have a fact? No. Well, it was first made in 1974 at Strathclyde University in Scotland. So that's not that interesting. It's just done no, no fun. No fun, but you're very Scottish. Uh, most of these drugs are made by big farmers up the Scots. Back to Rahul. We have a special red and black label oh. for you. Succimethonium. Okay. 60 seconds. Go. Succimethonium is a depolarizing neuromuscular blocking agent. It is presented as used for to facilitate rapid sequence induction and to provide muscle relaxation, for example, for short procedures. It's presented as a clear colourless solution in glass ampules stored in the fridge at a concentration of 50 milligrams per mil, usually 2 mil ampules drawn up neat, however other concentrations are available. A typical intubating dose would be 1 to 2 milligrams per kilogram IV or 4 milligrams per kilogram IM. Its mechanism of action is that it's essentially two acetylcholine molecules joined together. And so what these do is they bind the postsynaptic receptor at the neuromuscular junction. They cause a fasciculation of the muscle, but they prevent further binding of acetylcholine and so prevent further muscle activity. Pros include the fact that it can be given in rapid sequence intubation dose. It also has a fast onset and a reasonably rapid offset. That's time. If you can do two cons, you can get a mark. There's a fair few for succimethonium. It can cause anaphylaxis. It can be a trigger for malignant hyperthermia. There's no specific reversal agents. And then there are a few more which are eluding me at the moment. Well, it can cause muscle pain and it needs to be broken down by plasma cholinesterases. Sometimes families don't have, as you can get succapnia where you can't break down your succimethonium and therefore you end up being ventilated for hours or days. And it can also cause life-threatening hyperkalemia. Especially those who are people who have extra yeah. neuromuscular junctions, such as burns patients or those with spinal cord injuries. Cool. And so, fun fact is it can be given via the tongue. That's Owen sticking his tongue out at us <laughs> as he okay. speaks. Okay, let's go through the mark scheme. Indications, correct. Appearance, correct. Dose, correct. Mechanism of action, correct. Pros, as you said, because it can be given IM, that's also very useful, particularly if you either do not have or lose your IV access during induction. Cons, so we've just listed a load of them. Owen was alluding to with succapnia. It is a inherited genetic polymorphism in which the enzyme that is used to metabolize it is absent or less functional. 
and then anaphylaxis, meddling the hypothermia, muscle aches, hyperkalemia, particularly in patients who have extrajunctional receptors, which actually burn patients or spinal cord injury patients. And yes, you can inject it in the tongue if you need. Perfect. There is one more drug to do. We're done with our neuromuscular blocking agents. The last drug of episode one is a bonus drug All right. uh, to even it up. I want you to talk to me for 60 seconds about oxygen. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, go. Oxygen is a therapy that is used to increase people's saturation levels. It can also be used in carbon monoxide poisoning. It has the appearance as coming in a white cylinder or in the pipeline, but usually you can't see it. Dose is in litres, although actually your fraction of inspired oxygen should be your dose, and that can go from anything from 0%, which is a hypoxic environment, up to 100%. So mechanism of action is that it is involved in aerobic respiration. Pros. <laughs> Pros is that it increases... Out of the frying pan into the fire. You were doing one. so well before that. I think a pro of using oxygen is it increases saturations. A cons is that if you use it too much, you can get oxidizing damage in the lungs. So people on 60% or 100% can really get some damage in their lungs. And a fact is that we actually store it in something called a VRE, which is weighs. We went in cold with that one, so okay. that was horrible, and we've probably right. given own flashbacks to the viva. Let's go through indications for oxygen. You know what? You say carbon monoxide poisoning. I'm feeling really generous. I'm going to give you an extra mark for that as well. And then you said to increase sats. We could talk a lot about the indications for oxygen. Hypoxia is one. <laughs> That's actually the most basic one. Appearance. You said we can't really see it, which is true. <laughs> it's true. It's in the air around us. You can kind of see it. Yeah, and you talked about the cylinder it's in, so, yep, very good. The dose, you said litres, litres per minute. But I switched to fraction of inspired. You did, and you started at zero. Because you can inspire zero, technically. We're recommending that you prescribe people 0% oxygen, and in fact there's lots of things to stop you doing that as a novice. I think you'd actively have to put someone in a vacuum. Mechanism of action, oxidative phosphorylation. Pros... Increases saturations. Increases yeah. saturations. Oh, I mean, <laughs> strong pro. <laughs> I, I think we'll move Maybe on that's from a pros. Problem. We'll move on. No, yeah. okay. Pre use it to pre-oxygenate people and buy yourself time for intubation. There we go. Increases okay. apnea time. That's more of a nitrogen wash out bit. Okay. Oh, so I'm going to wash out the nitrogen with air. That's going to buy me some time. Cons. I'm going to give you a mark because you started talking about the hyperoxic and oxygen toxicity effects. And another con would be it's explosive. So it needs to be stored yeah. correctly. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Any fun facts? Fun fact about oxygen. No. Right, so that brings us on to <laughs> that brings on to our scoring for part one. And we'll be seeing each other in part two for the golden ETT. I'm looking forward to it. Back onto results, a little bit of a drum roll. It's been a bit of a massacre. I'm no. not gonna lie. Rahul, you've come out here with a 42 and a half. That's points. not good. Okay. Okay. Owen. It's still a respectable score. 32 and a half. Ooh. Double digit victory. We'll have yeah. to see what happens we'll in have to uh, see what happens in part, part two. two. That's, That's quite a lot of a comeback. It means dinner's on you. Definitely. Uh, I think I'll pick up the bill for that one. Congratulations, mate. We're now shaking hands. And that brings us to the end of part one of two for Fun Farm. I knew going up against Rahul was going to be tough, but I wasn't expecting this much of a deficit. However, History does love a good comeback. 
However, moving on from mine and Rahul's competition, I think there's some good links in the bio for you. So there's the e-learning for healthcare modules that we've listed. There's the RCOA drug crib sheet. And there's a resource that I know that Duncan and I have used before of the Oxford Handbook, Drugs and Anesthesia and Intensive Care. So as ever, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. And I look forward to seeing you at the next one. Bye for now.